up, y'all? Hello. It's been a long time. It has. We are sleep deprived and still alive somehow. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. So we are parents now. Ooh. Who, who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> not me. Not Marcy. Not Daniel. Not them. All right, Daniel. How are you doing? How, how's how's a parent life? It's something else, you know. It's special. It's uh, lots of ups and downs, but. I think we're starting to get the hang of it, so... Don't know, sound too enthusiastic. It's uh, <laughs> it's getting better, we'll put it that way. It is, it is getting better. It can't get worse. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. No, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's great. It's honestly, and yeah, I've, we've kind of talked about this before, but it's so bizarre because it's only been three weeks now, but it's like hard to remember our lives before Carmina. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I remember it, but it's just, it's such a weird dynamic because I feel like once she got here, then everything just changed so dramatically. And so even just thinking about like our life back in California, me being in the military, doesn't it feel like it was so long ago? Oh, yeah. And even just pre-child, like it just, it feels like it was so long. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Absolutely crazy. But anyway, we are... Starting off this episode with parenting roles and household roles. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be very fun. I figured why not, you know, what better way to jump back into podcasting than doing an episode on what it's like being a parent, honestly. So this is going to dip a little bit into the conversation that we had previously on mental load and decision fatigue, things of that nature. Because I did see a lot of it before we had Carmina, like the expectations of what makes a good mom or a good wife and the expectations of what makes a good dad or a good husband are, (laughs) they are not, they are not equal. Like they're really not, you know what I mean? Like, okay. So there is this, uh, there's this one standup show that Ali Wong did. It's called baby Cobra. It's on Netflix and YouTube and all that. But she was talking about the double standards that she was seeing. This is when she was still pregnant. But she was saying, like, you know, basically the same thing. It takes so little to be considered a great dad. And it also takes so little to be considered an awful mom. And so what she was saying, and obviously this was stand-up comedy, so she made it very funny. But she was like, my husband is getting praised for going to all the doctor's appointments and everyone was like oh he's so supportive you're so lucky he's so involved and she's like bro i've got to go to these appointments too like i'm the star of the show and i mean i can vouch for that because even before we had a kid like if you ever cooked supper after work people would be like wow i just i can't believe it you're so amazing i'm just so proud of you blah 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 but if i cooked supper after work you know what I mean? Like, where was that praise? Like, that was just the standard. If I didn't cook supper after work, if we got takeout or anything like that, then that's when you get the comments of like, oh, it's bad wife because you don't cook. And how could you just feed the husband fast food all the time? Yada, yada, yada. The double standards are there. You yeah. have to acknowledge it. They are. They are. It's, uh, I mean, you're, you know, you're literally providing for the baby and everything and literally the food source you know and i'm over here just like changing a diaper and it's like oh my gosh you're amazing 
I don't even do it right half the time, you know, like. <laughs> Freaking, you know, what, is, what do you say? Uh, big summer blowout, you know. <laughs> yeah, Diapers yeah. fell out again because freaking Dale over here trying to do these stickies and like the diapers have hang off her ass. And like, I'm like, dude, I swear I did it right, you know. It's uh, big summer blowout. Big summer no, so, blowout, yeah. so we, we talk about diaper changes, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's just. The double standards are, it's wild, right? And one of your friends actually brought this up too, which I thought was really cool because normally I'm the one kind of instigating these conversations slash arguments. And I feel like I'm usually the one being like, hey, don't you think this happens? Don't you notice when that happens? And everyone's like, no, just be positive for once in your life. But your friend actually brought this up. I wasn't even there, so you can't blame me for it. He brought it up on his own. But remember when he was saying that, like, people would praise him for doing the bare minimum, like taking his kids to sports practice or whatever? Mm-hmm, yeah. And everyone was like, wow, you're so amazing, yada, yada. And he was like, dude, this is the bare minimum. Like, I'm just being not a shitty dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, I feel like, no offense, no hate, no shade, but I feel like for guys, for dads and for husbands, that role, like... The, the bar is on the ground for expectations. Yeah. And then this is for... where we like it. You know? <laughs> Don't expect too much. So when we do even the barest minimum, it's like, oh my God. Wow. But... But, and so this is, this example too, I have another one. It, this is obviously a lot smaller, but I think it still shows the extent of the uneven expectations. So remember when I was in labor and we were in the hospital and we were, I mean, we were there for a while and it was overnight, granted. It was a long time, but we texted the immediate family. We did the, you know, whoever else. We were like, hey, it's happening. We're in the hospital, yada, yada. And I personally, I had two separate people text me. And they were like, wow, Daniel must be so tired. (laughs) Who? Give us names. I want to know names. I mean, thanks for the shout out, but I want to know names. They really did, though. Who? They did. I'll tell you. You got to tell the people. I'm not outing them. But All right. they Damn. they did. Me? They, and it was like three in the morning. And I literally, I replied, I was like, no, he's fine. He's, I'm looking at him sleeping and snoring right now while I'm getting a morphine push straight into my bloodstream because I have three minute contractions. And me and the nurse were like, he looks like he's sleeping peacefully. He looks well rested. He's having a deal time over there on that full ass bed that they provided because that hospital was dope. Yeah, I was like, that didn't look that uncomfortable. No, it was very nice. Yeah, it's a whole for full, pull-out mattress. Yeah, but yeah, I texted both of them back, and I'm like, no, I and I did. I said I let him sleep because I could have woken you up and you be did. like, mm, hold my hand, be there for comfort. But I didn't because I was like, this is a marathon. I'm gonna need you later. I was there when I was up. Yeah, you were there when it mattered. But in the beginning, yeah, you I was did. like, yeah, let him sleep now. I'll be fine. Give me my good old pal morphine. We'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I texted him back, and I'm like, no. No, you are not giving him this. That was pity. the last good night's sleep I got. Right. <laughs> the rest of this year is crazy. And I mean, okay. So as a disclaimer, were you tired? Probably yes. Does me being in more pain and being more tired and going through more negate your tiredness? No. But also, there's a time and a place, and I don't yeah. think that time and the place was telling the laboring mother. Oh, wow, your husband must be so tired. That's not the time, right? Yeah. But but just things like that. Like, why was that... Why did that even get brought up? You know what I mean? 
it's just it's the little comments and the perceptions like that are what this whole thing is about it must be so hard for him to get three months of paid leave and just <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah you know oh yeah but no so i did i found this video and i really liked it so that's gonna be like the bulk of this episode because i thought it was super super good um and it's this guy who talks a lot about mental load decision fatigue things of that nature his whole tagline is calling himself a recovering man child like that's what he says he's like i check my my privilege every day blah 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 all this stuff his instagram i don't know his real name obviously but his instagram handle is real zach think share if you guys are interested but in this video he's basically reviewing a book that he's reading called fed up by Gemma hartley and the author was listing off all of these positive attributes of her husband as a dad. She was saying, like, he's so supportive. He does this and that for me. He paints the girls' nails. He lets the kids climb all over him. He plays with them after work. Listed off all of these great dad qualities, right? And then she goes, if you look at these traits like a resume and replace his name with my name, suddenly it's not so impressive of a resume anymore. And that's bare minimal. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, that hit home for me because I was like, damn, that is true. Like, that really does put things into perspective. Because how often do we hear about how amazing dads are because they get up in the middle of the night. Like you said, they change a diaper. They, you know, rock the newborn to sleep. But a mom does it, and that's the expectation. You know what I mean? Like, that's like you said, that's the bare minimum. That's just her keeping the kid alive. Like, oh, you fed your child? Good job. But if a dad gives the baby a bottle, he's a great dad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No one would ever say, oh, good job, mom, changing that diaper. I'm so proud of you. But we say that to the dad. And we have the audacity. This is what gets me. The audacity to tell the mom, you're so lucky to have a husband like that. That piss. Mm. And I don't want to say this from lack of trying because you can attest to this to the listeners. We've put her against my breasts and she was not having none of it. She was not even slightly fooled. Well, yeah. She sucked my arm more than she sucked my breast because she she knew. So it's not from lack of trying, but you know. It's... No, I know. But it's, it's not just feeding. Like, yeah, if you're breastfeeding, just, obviously... Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying the little things like, like you said, changing the diapers or just getting up in the middle of the night, things of that nature. Yeah. Okay. And while we're on this topic of sleep deprivation, can I just, can I just go on a rant really quick? Is that fine? Can I go on a rant really quick? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why is it that mom's exhaustion doesn't matter, (laughs) but all hell breaks loose if the dad gets a little sleepy? Okay, and like thankfully we don't have this problem right now because we're both not working, which is great. Ten out of ten recommend. Love it. Mm-hmm. One great, very, very nice. one good thing from the military is having the paid paternity leave. But I've been seeing a lot of videos on this too, and it, it it's just insane. Again, because again, it's just another double standard. Like, so the mom does all the nighttime feedings and wakes up every time the baby cries and rocks them back to sleep and does the diaper change, all this stuff, because the dad can't be tired at work. They're like, oh, I gotta get up in the morning. I gotta work in the morning. Can't be tired. But think about it this way, just different perspective. Because if yeah, if you're a neurosurgeon, and you're like. Okay, I get that. That's valid. An Air Force recruiter? 
But you're some telling... of the stuff that we could potentially say to these kids, and up to forty-two-year-old males and females, that could change their lives. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. But you're telling me that you can't function on a little broken sleep at your accounting job, Chad? Come on now. You know what I mean? Like, but here's the thing too, though. The mom is expected to function on zero sleep every night for years on end, but they still have to keep things running. You guys are way tougher than us. That's why God or whoever, whatever being that you believe in made it this way. Imagine, you know, let's be real here. They made y'all, I apologize, you know, it's, it might come off as sexist. Y'all are tougher than us, just flat out. No ifs, ands, or buts. Are Imagine we? if men were. Are we actually tougher, or yes. are we just forced, you're forced to, to be, endure? Yeah. yeah, but that's because you're tougher. Imagine men. We have the littlest inconvenience, you know. But then, like, if we had to go through what you went through after seeing that live, me pushing a baby out of me, no way, crazy, you know. I would have been on morphine or uh, epidurals. From the beginning of pregnancy, when my stomach started to stretch. You know, I ate a huge buffet, and I'm like, oh, I can't do anything for the rest of the day, you know? I'm just saying. Think of it's it this fair, way. It's not fair, but I'm, it's the, it's think the truth. It, Y'all are tougher than us, you know? But think, thank you for that. But think of it this way. If you were dropping your kid off at mm-hmm. daycare or school, and you're at the door, little Jimmy's got his little backpack on, whatever. Yeah. And the daycare provider person, whatever their title is, they greet you at the door. They look like ass, right? Just straight ass. And they're like, hey, I did not sleep last night. I got a broken two and a half hours of sleep. Let me take your child now. We're going to go on a road trip and drive around, blah, blah, blah. No way. How comfortable would you feel leaving your child with that person? Not comfortable at all. Exactly. But why is it fine that if you're at home with the mom, like in the case of a stay-at-home mom, uh-huh. it's the same scenario. She is still in charge of keeping your child alive. She's still driving them around to wherever. She's still responsible for keeping them alive on a broken two and a half hours of sleep. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Like, it's a different type of work. So that's why all these videos I'm seeing, they're like, why does it not matter if the mom's tired, but the dad can't be tired like why not split up the shifts or do like okay you know these days of the week i'll get up at night those days you get up at night even just that little bit just to kind of break it up would help so much because when you think of it that way that is crazy like why would you expect you know what i mean it's valid yeah yeah good point i didn't think about that i I just i think it's kind of silly take them to their appointments and stuff you know Mm mm-hmm well, and even just little things. Like, you're responsible for staying awake to make sure your toddler doesn't jump off the kitchen counter and, like, bash their head open or something dramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't trust any other person to watch your kid or to drive your kid around if they openly said, yeah, I did not sleep last night. I have not slept more than three hours in a row for months on end. You would never trust them with that. Yeah. But you trust a stay-at-home mom with that? And it's fine if she does it because she's quote-unquote, not working, it's silly. I'm just saying, it just seems silly that dads get to have their pristine nine hours of sleep untouched, but moms, again, they're just expected. Like, that is the minimum standard, the minimum expectation, is that they can, you know, catnap at best for three years every single night, survive off of caffeine injections straight into the bloodstream. 
And now another thing that Zach brought up in that video that I was talking about earlier, it was kind of like a call to all dads and husbands. Cause like I said, he is very open about it. He was like, listen, check your privilege. I check my privilege. I'm a recovering man child, yada, yada, yada. What is that? Recovering man child? What does it sound like, Daniel? It sounds kind of like me. <laughs> listen, you said it, not me, okay? <laughs> no, that's why you brought it. Already, continue. No, no, no. I'm saying, let me, let me finish. So he was saying in this video, he was like, if you wouldn't be labeled, if you're looking inward, and if you wouldn't be labeled as a super mom for the work that you do for your kids, mm -hmm. then you are benefiting from mediocre and deadbeat dads because you look great on your resume mm -hmm. compared to them. And he then brought up how the comments on his videos always had a ton of at least statements from guys. So at least I'm not going out every weekend. At least I'm not drinking every night. At least I'm not gambling away all of our money. At least I'm not yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm not like the dads in the 50s beating the wife and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like at least, at least, at least. And he was saying, he was like, no, stop comparing yourself against people below the bare minimum. Compare yourself to the version of yourself that you want to be to the version of yourself that your partner wants you to be, that you expect of yourself, of the dad that you want to be. Like, that's who you should be comparing yourself to, not someone doing the bare minimum. And now, obviously, not every... Let me add in this disclaimer so it doesn't sound like we're just man bashing here. Not every guy is a trash subpar dad, right? Like, and I don't know if you guys have seen this article floating around on social media too, but there was an article that came out in September of this year that had a study from the Pew Research Center dating back to 2017. And it showed that millennial dads are spending three times as much time with their kids as dads from two generations ago. So Woo! boomers. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the little positive light to the episode, you know? I'm and killing it out here. You are. You are killing it. And that article says, quote, newer fathers are desiring to be better partners to their children's mothers tackling more responsibilities around the house and with the kids. And the article also lists a 2019 survey that shows 85% of fathers at the time would, quote, do anything to be home with their baby, unquote. Yeah, right. That's what they said back in the day? In 2019. Oh, 2019. Okay, yeah, sorry. I misread that. I think you meant like people back in the day. No, they no. couldn't no. wait to get away from <laughs> Us, you know? No, in 2019. Sorry, yeah. And so my favorite part about that article was that millennial dads are trying to change the social perceptions of fatherhood. My theory is that, you know, they grew up in inadequate, emotionally inept childhoods and environments. And so they're trying to kind of counteract that with their own kids. That's my theory. Um, they're basically just trying to undo the bad fathering that they got as a kid. But especially, this article said that their focus was not on, quote, babysitting their kids because they are just being what they should be, a parent. And so in 1982, there was a study, this is insane to me, that found that 43% of dads admitted that they had never changed a diaper. Jeez. Ever. That's insane. That's half. Like, that's, that is wild to me. And so this article goes on to provide input from a therapist about how healthy father figures and emotional bonding is, of course, critical to a child's upbringing. But she said the, quote, most important thing she has learned from boomer parents 
as a family therapist is that the price of not taking accountability is isolation. Mm -hmm. So simply put, millennials are cutting their boomer parents out of their lives Mm -hmm. due to their perceived difficult childhoods and are looking to not make the same mistakes, unquote. Mm. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, good for them. Like, that's why I said add a little positivity to this episode because not all dads suck. Like, I think a lot of dads, especially, you know, like this article said, that millennial dads, they are trying to sort of fix a lot of the past mistakes that they saw growing up, Mm -hmm. either in their own families or in friends' families, whatever. And they're trying to do better by their kids now. So good for them for trying, you know? Let me add a disclaimer, too, because I feel like we've talked a lot about this. I'd rather change a hundred diapers with the nastiest, biggest, dookie-pookie, wet, (laughs) spooky-dookie stuff than freaking, like, one of when Marshy had really bad poops or throw-ups. I will say, yeah, marshmallows, poops, I'm not great by any means, but cleaning up doggy poo-poo when he was a puppy and stuff on the ground, like, helped me so much. Because now I don't even, I didn't even really flinch with the first diaper at all. But that's also because when you step in doggy vomit or poop when you're waking up and you're like, you've got to be effing me, dude. Like, that's a million times worse than baby diapers, so. Well, and it stinks, too. Yeah, that I it don't, smells so yeah, bad. Yeah, I think we're just kind of lucky right now. And also, I think a lot of it is a breastfeeding. But Carmina's poops don't stink. Yeah. They're really not They that really bad. They don't. look way worse than they like actually like smell. You they know? did, yeah. Marshy has a million Jesus. times on her. Like Yeah, his his were bad. So. Oh yeah. Disclaimer, so. if anyone's thinking of having kids but haven't cleaned up no doggy dookie off their bottom of their foot and stuff in the morning before trying to go out and work, you know. That'll put a new perspective on it. I I said this from the start, I stand by it. And I will forever disagree with people that disagree with me. Having a pet, specifically like a puppy, like getting a puppy, Mm -hmm. raising and training a puppy is excellent practice for having a kid. People always say, oh, they're not the same. Dogs aren't the same as babies. They are pretty close and they are very, very good for training. And I mean training the parents. And especially, I think personally, I think it's also a good like qualifier for maybe like should you guys get married or not because yeah talk about finances talk about religion talk about those important things but also if you raise a a puppy and train a puppy that's going to tell you a lot about their parenting styles oh yeah you know when it's too late because you have to let puppies out every couple hours too all through the night so they don't pee in the house or when they chew up books or anything like that when it comes to reprimanding and punishing and training all this stuff the way your partner will react to that when they're mad, when they're frustrated, it tells a lot about that person. So I, yeah, I said it before, I'll say it forever. It is good practice for having kids, 100%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, well, baby girl's getting fussy, so yeah. we'll cut this episode short a little because we are on her time. Yeah. Always on her time now, but that's okay. She's cute. So, she makes up for it. But yeah, if you guys are parents out there... You're doing give great. A little, yeah, one, you're doing great. Good work. Let me throw that out there. I am proud of y'all. We are struggling through together. But two, 
if you don't have kids and if you have friends or family that have kids, give a little love to the mom. Yeah. And stop giving so much credit to the dad. <laughs> At least we make it equitable. Our, yeah, don't inflate their and, egos anymore, you know, okay? Oh, so think so about if you wouldn't so Here's great. the thing. You know what we should go off of as a society? If you wouldn't compliment the mom on it, don't compliment the dad on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We never tell dads, oh, you look tired. Do you feel okay? No, we don't say that. See, she agrees. She agrees with me. She said, She's "This team is mom. yeah." She is team mom. So. But, but yeah. Let's end it there. I will catch y'all next time. Make good choices. Be a be decent, decent human, human being. being. Take, Take care, care of, each, of other. each other. Take, Take care, care of the of parents, parents in your life. <laughs> Try to reach five. Take care oh. of the parents in your life. Yeah. Uh, it's November now, so happy post Halloween. Hope everyone got their candy. Um, Thanksgiving's right around the corner and everything. And, um, you know, thanks for having me. Not to get a choice, but, you know, it's it's been a fun time. I've enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, thank you for your input, Daniel. Marcy and it makes Daniel it seem a hi. little bit less man-bashing when you're here. <laughs> so, a little bit less. So, yeah. Oh, a baby says bye-bye. She says goodbye, too. Okay. <laughs> All right, I will catch y'all next time. Okay, okay bye! bye.